You, you can holler, you can applaud, you can scream, you can do anything you want. I can't hear you anyway. Today on the Solid Dirt Podcast, we have actor, writer, and director Allison Rich. Her new short, Training Wheels, was just at Sundance and was my favorite short of the festival. Thanks for listening. I'm Kyler Bingham. Yeah, so I'm here with Allison Rich today, and I saw her short film, Training Wheels, at Sundance uh, 2022 this year, and it was one of one of the standouts for me, so I, I just really wanted to chat with you about it. Uh, so yes, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. It seems you're quite a connoisseur, so I take <laughs> your opinion quite seriously. Well, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Uh, but yeah, so the film, I mean, I think one thing that stood out to me is that, you know, I love, I love film festivals and, um, you know, I, I love to watch films and, but one thing I find lacking is like really laughing out loud, especially like w- doing the online thing to sit at home and watch it and laugh out loud by yourself. That's a true testament to something that's like really funny. And that's what I found with training wheels. I was like, I was blown away and. Of course, uh, George Basil being in it was a real treat. So that was like, it was great. I, re- I rewatched it a couple times. Um, so I would just like to t- talk to you about, like, maybe you could talk about the genesis of the film itself. I know you have quite the, um, quite a filmography right now. Um, so I'm really interested in like you doing short films on your own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad it made you laugh, honestly. I've only gotten to shorts in the last couple of years. And I remember as I would consume them, you know, sort of doing research, I was a little like, how come shorts are such a drag? You know, <laughs> like, I was like, why isn't there a 12 minute Will Ferrell movie? You know, and that's not like what my thing is, but it seemed like there was something to this shorter form. And I don't know the answer to why why that is, um, but I really, it means a lot that it made you laugh. Um, So yeah, in terms of the genesis of the film, it kind of came from two places. One was just the personal, um, my my own um, relationship to my personal life and my romantic life. Like I, you know, for many years felt really inadequate and ill-equipped and just like I really didn't know what I was doing. And so that that was kind of the emotional marrow of the project. And then um, the other aspect of it was that a couple years ago, I really don't remember how, but I came across a website called cowboysforangels.com, which I encourage you and your <laughs> listeners to check out. Absolutely. And it was this site that advertised elite male companionship for women. And the website was pretty entertaining probably unintentionally. And it was these men who, you know, were advertising companionship, probably sex workers, but they don't, you know, say it outright. And it was just, each of these men really embodied a trope of, you know, of um, what straight women might go for. These guys look like they'd be on the cover of like a romance novel, you know, it would be like, um, the world traveler or the bad boy or the cowboy, you know. So And their bios were so funny. They'd be like, Alec loves personal training and psychology and Greece, you know. Um, so I just thought, wow, this is such a fun world. And um, it kind of feels like a really great playground in which to, you know, talk about things that I felt more vulnerable and emotional about. Yeah, I mean, it, it was great. And I, I, I love that 
there is a real thing. <laughs> That's the, the equivalent of that. I was watching, yeah. uh, I stumbled upon uh, kind of a throwback to my childhood last night, American Gladiators. So I kind of ah. got stuck into watching it. And those, I mean, those beefcakes that are on it, I kind of forgot how ridiculous they were looking because I thought as a yeah. child, they were like the coolest thing ever. Yes. But yeah, uh, I love it. Um, well, yeah, maybe. So one one thing, two years of, of online film festivals um, yeah. has been kind of a challenge for those uh, who is, I mean, especially for those who, who got into the festival, I, I bet it could be kind of, you know, in a way discouraging because like part of the beauty of it is just meeting and being around all kinds of people and being in an audience. But I think especially with short films, I've never watched so many short films uh, in my life in the last couple of years. So I think one of the cool things about having the online component is to like kind of binge a bunch of short films, which is exactly what I did. So I saw way more films uh, of the short film format than I, you know, I would have ever if I was uh, in person up there. So I think um, I'm just kind of curious about your experience. Uh, you, you said you were at uh, South by uh, Southwest uh, last year with a short mm -hmm. film as well. And they were, they were online. Uh, mm -hmm. So just kind of curious about your experience with the online film festival thing. Yeah. You know, my timing was rough in that um, with both of these shorts, they happened over the pandemic. So I really have had very little experience with the in-person festival. My previous short you know, did a bunch of festivals, pretty much all online, but I did end up making it to like the Palm Springs Shorts Festival and going in person and that was cool. But yeah, the virtual online festival thing is kind of all that I've known. But yeah, I mean, of course, you know, would love to go in person and have that fun experience. But I do think there are some silver linings for sure. Like, um, for instance, you know, the night that Sundance started, I hosted like a little outdoor gathering with a couple of friends who could watch it as if, you know, we were really there. Cool. And those are friends that would never have like gone out to Park City. So that was fun. And I do think, you know, I've been reached out to by some people that I bet wouldn't have seen the film otherwise if there wasn't the online component. So yeah, there's certainly, um, the films are being received differently than, you know, if it was just like a one-off um, or, or, you know, a couple screenings in Park City. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know from, from my experience, I've just, you know, I don't, you only see the, the short films that are kind of attached to the, to the features that you see. So I think it's really cool to just go through and yeah. actually like pick out the ones that you want to watch and be able to see as many um, as you want. So yeah, that was great. Um, I am kind of curious because you, you are, you're working quite a bit. Um, I mean, your filmography is awesome. You've been on so many great shows. Um, and, you know, been part of that. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious about uh, your experience with, with the pandemic and, and, and working in this yeah. business and, and how it's been for you. Yeah, you know, certainly challenging. I mean, um, but definitely better now in the last six months. I feel things have turned around. But um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I noticed was um, the loss of various communities for instance, I come from the sketch comedy world. So, you know, I've always been very involved with the Everett Citizens Brigade Theater in New York and LA. Or, you know, companies like Funny or Die or College Humor, which were already like on the way out already. But one of the struggles I found was half of the jobs that I would get previous to the pandemic weren't so much from my agents or managers. It was, 
you go up and do a live show at UCB and you're just in people's faces and someone in the audience, you know, is a cast director or whatever it may be, or, you know, um, you get asked to go do a, a funny or die video or something like that. Um, and those communities were gone. So that was really tough for a bit. Cause I was like, oh man, it feels like half of my employment opportunities have gone away. Um, but you know, we adapt and, um, I think that if it weren't for the pandemic, I wouldn't necessarily have had the time and bandwidth to delve into these, you know, um, auteur forays. Like I, I do feel a gratitude because before the pandemic, I had been working on a show for a couple of years, this ABC sitcom called The Goldbergs. I had been acting on it and writing on it, which is a very cool experience, but not what I wanted to be doing forever. And I think that if it hadn't been for the pandemic, I maybe would have stuck around there longer or, you know, or jumped right to a show that was a similar experience. Um, but because of the pandemic, there just were fewer jobs and fewer opportunities. And so I was kind of like, oh, I got to do my own thing. And now I have such gratitude because I feel like, well, I've always wanted to just do my own thing. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's probably why you got into it. I mean, you want to do yeah. what you want to do, right? Yes, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, that's cool. Uh, yeah, when I was I was down there uh, a few months ago and I stayed near um UCB on Franklin so mm -hmm. it was just kind of it was kind of sad walking by I mean I think it was you know it just seemed like like you know in a way a ghost town I'm like oh I can't wait till this is back for everybody you know that I know yeah um okay I want to talk about George Basil because he, he he's someone that I love yes George is the best he's someone that I've known for years through the comedy community you know as an acquaintance um he always struck me as very funny and very nice but we hadn't worked together before. And then, you know, I wrote the short and I actually, I, he doesn't know this, but I wrote the short with a different actor in mind. And I did reach out to that actor and they were unavailable. And so then I was like, oh God, like, what do I do? Cause I felt like I really wrote this very specific character that not many people could do. But I reached out to George and we did a little Zoom read and I was like, wait, he's perfect. And honestly, I feel like it took, you know, he not only nailed the character, but he, his vibe on set is so calming. And my vibe is not. I, I <laughs> aspire to a more calming vibe, um, but I just am a little stress ball. And so, you know, I couldn't have asked for someone um, better because he, he calmed me down. He was down for anything. He's the best. Yeah, he was like, yeah, outstanding. So, so funny. And just so watchable. Yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, he was like, I was so thrilled um, yeah. when I that split second went by and I realized it was him. So yeah, yeah. awesome that you that you got him. Um, I, I am kind of curious. I know you know we're we're still kind of in everything is kind of up in the air, but um, seeing the short film and loving it so much, and um, you know, you and George, is there any plans for you know moving on to making feature films? Um, is that kind of what you're what you're thinking that you'd like to do in the future? Yes. Yeah, I'm working on a script right now. It's not um, a feature version of Training Wheels, though the subject material is similar. It's sort of a more insane tone, but similar, you know, um, subject matter. Uh, and then I also think there's a world in which um, there's a TV show based uh, off of Training Wheels, kind of about. A, a, a Casanova's or a Cowboys for Angels, one of these sites with these like men that you can order up. Cause I think it's just a great way in which to explore, you know, I think 
everybody feels inadequate, I, I think, in, in their personal life. But I do think that, you know, there are a lot more stories of men struggling with that stuff that, than there are women. And it's, it's gotten better for sure. But I just think, um, you know, there's a lot to mine with like uh, a setup in which like women are maybe seeking out these like romantic surrogates and, you know, so um, yeah, I'm excited to explore that. Yeah, that's great. Um, anything right now that, as far as like, I'm just curious what you're working on currently, like what's your job right now? Um, yeah. What show are you involved with? Oh, I'm not on a show right now. My main thing is um, just trying to get this feature script ready to show people. So I'm like working on a revision for that. And then just taking a lot of meetings, kind of bouncing between things. I feel very lucky that, you know, having done Sundance, I'm getting indoors that I, you know, wouldn't have otherwise. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, certainly looking for the next thing. If any listeners want to give me a fancy <laughs> job, I'll take it. Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, did you get the chance to watch any films? Yes. Uh, anything that, that you, that stood out to you? Yes. I watched um, a bunch of great films, you know, really tried to make a point of watching the shorts. Um, there was the short star fuckers. That was crazy. Did you see that one? No, that was on my list and I, I missed it. So. Oh, it's great. Very, it's very crazy. Very dark. It's like a psychological thriller and the main guy in it, who's also one of the writers and the director, um, turns out an insane performance, like the best performance I think I saw through the whole festival. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, his name's Antonio Marziali. Mm -hmm. Um, he, yeah. And then I saw this animated short called Chili and Millie that was extremely touching. Did, did you see that? I didn't see that either, no. It was great. And then I saw this really dark documentary called, um, a documentary short called you've never been completely honest and that was really cool oh yeah there's so um, many i miss so many <laughs> i know it's hard it's hard but yeah. um i'm sure they'll all come out mm. you know in one form or another over the next year yeah that's the cool thing about short films you can usually you can find them yes um, relatively quick i think the film that i like the, the narrative i saw the lucy and desi documentary i don't know if oh. you got the chance to see that that was <laughs> that was really cool amy poehler uh directed it and that's going to be on amazon prime Cool. Um, in March. So definitely check that one out. That one's just yeah. incredible about their relationship and kind of, you know, how they, you know, how they basically made TV as we know it. So a really, really cool. Uh, yeah. I think you'd like that. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else you want to talk about as we wrap up? Not really. This has been so nice. You know, I, I just very much appreciate you reaching out. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a fan now. So um, mm. I'm definitely going to follow what you're up to. And like I said, um, training wheels was hilarious. And that, I think that was the only thing I rewatched, uh, multiple oh, times. Wow. So, yeah. And it, it, it was great. So thank you for making it. And, um, I, I love that George is in it as well. So, yes, awesome. uh, yeah. So I wish you the best and, you know, let's reconnect down the road when you have a new yeah. project out. I'd love to have you on again, maybe for a, a longer interview and we can yeah. chat about what, what you're working on then. Great. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Allison. Thanks, Kyler. Take care. Bye. Bye.